Warning, this podcast contains sexual content, graphic language, and bodily functions. Get over it. I'm Heather Ann Gottlieb, and this is Dirty Girl. A podcast about women and our secretly disgusting lives. Because there's more than one way to get Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for coming to Dirty Girl Live. Especially you. Mm -hmm. So if you're unfamiliar with Dirty Girl, Dirty Girl is a podcast devoted to telling the disgusting stories of women. That's right. It was a brainchild of mine when I realized that pop culture had a lot of really like hairy and smelly and horny men. And I was like, but wait, that, that's me. I, I'm real stinky, and I love sex, and I shave my asshole. I don't, what about me? I'm there too. So um, yeah, the Dirty Girl was born. We are so excited to be here with Romcom Fest. Thank you to Mariah Burke for having us today. So I'm gonna share a little story that actually inspired Dirty Girl. It's one of my more famous stories to anybody who knows me personally. <sighs> it was high school. I was 15, and I had just the love of my life. He was sexy in the way that like 16-year-olds are sexy, you know? Like just starting to grow mustache hairs, and like when he worked out, he had just like the little baby bump, and ooh, and his MySpace pic was like fire. I was in love, and my best friend also had a boyfriend that she was desperately in love with, and they were both drummers, and we would like sit there while they drummed for us, <laughs> and it was literally like I could not be more wet, you know? <laughs> and then, and then, not my boyfriend, but her boyfriend kissed another girl backstage during the spring musical, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> we were doing Titanic the Musical, which is real. <laughs> and the ship dam sank. It sank. So we decided we had to get back at him. So me, my friend, and my boyfriend at the time came up with this really devious plan concerning baked goods. So we, we, uh, we baked together, and my brother, we wrapped my brother into this, he delivered a basket of fresh muffins to this boy's house. And you know what, years pass, and I end up re-becoming friends with this guy, and I have so much guilt <laughs> of what I've done, and I feel like I need to confess. So we sit down together, and I, say, do you remember a basket of muffins anonymously delivered to your door two years ago? He's like, oh, yeah? Well, what do you mean? Well, okay, well, they were, they were for me, and, um, and there was semen in them. <laughs> and he looks at me, <laughs> and he says, those muffins were really delicious. <laughs> Do you know that I shared those muffins with my family? 
my mother ate two muffins. <laughs> and um, that's what inspired Dirty Girl, <laughs> I guess. Is thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah. So uh, I hope you enjoyed the cookies I just passed out. <laughs> Try cheating on me, Jason. <laughs> we have a great show for you today. <laughs> I'd like to welcome to the stage the Raptress Supreme, the illustrious Boss Lady. Hey, y'all. You ready to get dirty? I have a song for you right now that is one of the most, you know, it's about a taboo subject, but we're not going to make it taboo anymore because half the population goes through this, okay? So hit the track. <laughs> hey, how you doing, boyfriend? Let me whisper in your ear. Tell you something that you don't like to hear. I'm not feeling too good, and I'm about to pop off. Mind shutting up before I cut your nuts off? Nah, I'm just playing because I'm in pain. It's that time of the month again. And hell itself had no fury like a woman with cramps. I gotta go pop a tam. You heard what I said. And you need to get your ass to the store. Because I can't take this shit no more. I need some avulet cake, some chocolate, and some pads in my vape. Go get what I need and then get out of my face. Don't ask me shit, just get down to business. Ain't no way you getting all up in this. I might give you a hand job and a handful of tits. Cause I'm on my period. Hey, bitch, I'm on my period. I'm on my period. That's right, I'm on my period. Ooh, this shit got me fucked up. Hey, bitch, I'm on my period. I'm on my period. Hey, bitch, I'm on my period. Ooh, this shit got me fucked up. I got cramps, 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 cramps. I got cramps, 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 cramps. Motherfucking fucking cramps. Give my diva cup, give my diva cup. Get my diva cup, get my diva cup. Get my diva cup, get my diva cup. Get my diva cup, get my diva cup. I'm crying, cause there ain't no snacks. See, I want chips, cravings out of whack. Lay around the house with my eating pad on. Only leave the couch to change my tampon. Boy, you might think it's too much to deal with, but my body is going through hell. It's days like these that make me say, fuck work. I'm feeling like shit, cause my uterus hurt. Ooh, I'll beat your ass, cause you're wrong. Or I'll sit and cry all night long. Like, yeah, yeah, something like that. But depend on the episode of the show I'm at. Fucking Netflix in the pillows make the pain fall back. All out of whack, boy. Watch your back. I'm on the attack. Hey, bitch. I'm on my period. I'm on my period. Hey, bitch. I'm on my period. Ooh, this shit got me fucked up. Hey, bitch. I'm on my period. I'm on my period. That's right. I'm on my period. Ooh, this shit got me fucked up. I got cramps, 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 cramps. Boss lady, everyone. 
You can find her album Champagne Pussy available on iTunes and Spotify. <laughs> Our next guest I met on the internet. Actually, every guest I've ever had on Dirty Girl, I've met on the internet. Great, right? Uh, she hosts uh, Feminist Happy Hour, Slut Talk. She flew all the way from Chicago to be with us. Please give it up for Alicia Sweet. <laughs> So many Thanks people. Robin. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me and for having Boss Lady and changing my life in a mere moment. That was amazing. Please tell me about the Outback Steakhouse. Oh my God. So um, I don't like to brag, but I used to work at the Outback Steakhouse for five years. I have all the flair to show it. It yeah. was the 90s, okay? I know, you can't tell, but I was not born in the 90s. <laughs> um, I used to work at the Outback Steakhouse in Wilmington, North Carolina, one of the top grossing Outbacks on the East Coast. Yeah, shout it out, Wilmington, what's up? An Outback special, your ass. I still remember, like, half the menu. So, um, I met a man there, you know, love on the line, as we like to call it, and, um, he liked to tour with Fish, you know. He wasn't in the band, y'all, you know. Like, he just liked to follow them around and be like, Trey, grilled cheese. Um, so he was a fish groupie. He was a fish, excuse me, a fish fan. Fish fan. <laughs> Novice over here. Yeah, it's gross. So they, sorry. Yeah, they do that with every word that begins with an F. It is true. The story just keeps getting grosser and grosser, beginning with the tainting of the English language. <laughs> Would he, like, when he was touring with Fish, just <laughs> following Fish, would he, the band Fish, would he, like, work at multiple Outback Steakhouses? Oh, my God. I wish he was that ambitious. That's what I did for a long time. I mean, they have locations all over the U.S. of A., okay? Um, no, he would not. He would take breaks, and that was the beginning of the downfall of our relationship. Um, but the real, um, well, so listen, we dated for like a year and a half. Okay, I was 22. And I, it got very complicated. And finally, I was like, I'm leaving you. Six months later, I'm in town visiting. And he comes up to me and he's like, we need to talk. And I'm like, mm, we definitely do not. I was at the Outback having drinks because all my friends still work there. Um, Finally, like, agree I'm going to meet him to talk because I have some words, you know. <laughs> Are we allowed to curse? I forgot to ask you. Yes. Okay, motherfuckers, like, meet him at a bar. First of all, he, I'm already in the booth, and he sits on the same side as me. Ladies, uh, no. Not unless you are, like, currently dating and Frenching. Like, that is not okay. Do not trap me in this booth at the bar that doesn't exist in Wilmington anymore, so I won't name it. And he's, like, looks at me, and he's, like, so I went to the doctor. And I'm, like, oh, my God, here we go. And I'm, like, immediately thinking, like, big deal stuff. Um, yeah, herpes. You have herpes. I have herpes. We have herpes. <laughs> then, then, he basically is like, well, you know, since you have herpes, 
Like, might as well have said, you, like, damaged good slut. You're never going to get a man to love you again. I think you should reconsider us, you know, and maybe a life ahead with fish in the outback. Cheese fries forever. Yeah, that is real. That is a true story. It was 1990-something. Um, yeah, the good news is I still have herpes. Doesn't go away. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the better news is, fuck that dude. I've never seen him again. So, <laughs> can we get a loud fuck that dude on one, two, three? One, two, three. Fuck, fuck that, that dude. dude. But the thing about herpes is, you guys, like, I'm still totally fuckable. It's very fun. And it's just like one in four people have it. So, just really quickly, like, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Can everyone I pointed at please stand up? No. But that's just like possibly. Um, but I, again, I think the grossest thing about it is that I let a fish fan put his penis inside me <laughs> for way too long, you know? What was your reaction to hearing that you had herpes? Ooh, well, I was, I was 24, and he was only like my second boyfriend. So he was only like the second person I had had like consistent sex with. Um, and my first reaction was, kind of what he was impressing. Like, no one is going to ever love me or want to have sex with me again. And also, my second, well, really, the first impression was like, you are so not worth it. Like, I should have broken up with you so many sexual encounters ago. You know, like, I was first like, which one, what, like, what time was it? Like, did I get an orgasm? Like, was it, where, you know, you like try to pinpoint the moment. Um, and honestly, I think it's, I mean, listen, I don't want to glamorize STIs or anything, but sex is risky. Like, having sex is risky. Like, especially for women, hello? Like, please don't get pregnant, ever. Have you watched the news lately? But so like herpes is just another like example of like sex being risky. And so for women, it's extra risky because you know, like we don't have sex. I don't know if you've heard, like we don't, don't have do sex, that. we don't like it. Yeah, we don't. So if you have an STI, it's like admitting to the world that like you're a sexual being, which I think is the thing that is the most dangerous for women in our culture. Did you know that 50% of Americans will have an STI by the time they're 25? I'm sure, like that doesn't surprise me at all. The, the thing about most of them is they're curable and like herpes isn't curable and I think that's what really freaks people out about it. And so for me, the most challenging thing is like, well, not anymore, because <laughs> these days I put it out my fucking okay cupid. I'm like, motherfuckers, I have herpes, deal with it, let's fuck, you know? Who am I trying, like, some stranger on the internet, I'm trying to like be, the idea of even dressing myself a little bit up for these women. Like, <laughs> How long did it take you to be okay with... <laughs> to get to this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think it took... I, it took, like, having really a lot of relationships not work out, like, regardless. Like, it's not working. I Like, I'm being totally honest and vulnerable with this person... They're not here for it, you know? Like, I'm not telling a person, like, I've had, I've had sex with men and not told them before because we use a condom and I don't have an outbreak, you know? And IPS, like, 90% of men with herpes don't tell people, and that's why all these women get it. Like, it's just true. 
Um, men are more often the carriers, women the receivers. But I think it took about, I think it took when I, I moved to Chicago when I was 30, 31. Um, so I think it took being in a city, you know, kind of being like dating and independent and getting to a point where I was like, I'm just gonna be honest about who I am and just like constantly challenge the shame narrative. Um, and that's like also around the same time I started one of my projects called Slut Talk, which is about kind of challenging that shame narrative. Um, but I also, I went to graduate school for gender studies and when I was like 28. Um, and so I think getting past some of the tumultuous years of like teenagerhood in your 20s and you know, no matter where you fall on like the gender spectrum, like femininity and anything feminine is shamed in our culture. So if you also really identify with like any feminine attributes, you're gonna grow up like constantly feeling like nothing about me is right unless some man says so. Maybe it's my dad, maybe it's my priest, maybe it's the man on TV, maybe it's my brother. Maybe so I think learning, uh, for me, like really learning my feminism and like getting a language for that and starting to challenge all these norms that I didn't even like realize. Like I'm Italian. Like my grandfather was a piece of shit. He cheated on my grandmother after 47 years of marriage. So that's a lot of, you know, you're unworking a lot of like <laughs> eras of trauma there. It's <laughs> true. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, you know, I guess like 39 years, I just turned 40. So it took about that long. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Still here. So I have so many questions. I, I have so many things. <laughs> um, did you ever see this guy again after your last bar encounter of him saying surprise? I no, I, um, I haven't. Mm -mm. I really have it, yeah. And part of it was that I didn't live in that city anymore and then there was just, this was a, in the like pre-Instagram, I think maybe Facebook was just starting to be around. So you weren't, it would was a little more challenging to like stay connect, like to stay toxically like connected to someone. You know, like I, I can do that now, no problem. If you wanna hear about all those, but no, yeah. And I never think of them anymore. And for a long time, to the question, it, it did feel like, oh, now every time I talk about having herpes, I have to like remember the shitty relationship. Because the relationship was like shitty prior to that, beyond just his taste in music. Like he wasn't even that good in bed. Like, if you're gonna get herpes, please get it from someone who can fuck your fucking brains out. Like, you know? Um, but so I think even that piece of it was a big part of like, I'm, I'm done letting this guy, like I'm choosing this narrative. Like I'm choosing to be like, oh, I was victimized because I had sex. Like, no bitch, you had unprotected sex with that guy for like a year. <laughs> like, no one, you are not alone, like, you know, you have to own it. So I think it's owning that piece of it was a big part. And I don't like, I think I fake it till you make it. Bravado is highly underrated. <laughs> Have you been shamed for your uh, diagnosis? I um oh man, I didn't even think about this story. There's like, so like some of my stories are like not so dirty. They're more just like mm, the patriarchy in the bedroom, oh, you we know? Love those. Right? Yeah. So I just had a guy recently um, who was like getting comfortable. <laughs> like, I was so embarrassed to even say 
saying that I entertained like a second date with this guy, but bitches gotta eat, okay? I live in Virginia. It's like, it's not easy, okay? And so it was like maybe our second or third date, and I'm like, honestly, I just wanna go to Bone Town, okay? You know, like you're cool and all, but. Um, and so, yeah, he just, in that conversation, he's like, just like trying to get comfortable with it. And I was like, like, this is the last date for me with the, like, comfort. Like, two, three dates, that's it. Um, and that night we were making out and, like, you know, everything but, apparently, this guy. And he put lube on me without asking. Yeah, hey, clap it up if you know that that's fucked up. Not enough people clapping. Okay, uh, this is for everyone, but... He so he, like... He put lube on me, which, first of all, I am juicy like a pineapple, motherfuckers. This bitch don't need lube. If you need lube, like, you're the problem. But, um, so yeah, he, it was he, like I was laying there, my eyes were closed, I was trying to, I was clearly trying to do a lot of work in the moment <laughs> to, like, get it, and, uh, I just feel it, and, like, I, I don't use lube, not just because I'm, I mean, fine, use lube, like, no shame, what, you, you could be a juicy bitch and still use lube, but... It's like Vicks Vapor Rub, that in the kind he had. And maybe it was Vicks Vapor Rub for all I know. But it was fucking cold as shit, like on your warm parts, you know? And just, I might, you know, it was like making out and just, and then, and I was like, yo, what the, what the fuck did you just do? So the first time he puts his hand down your pants, he's doing it with a, with a scoop of lube? Basically, my pants were off, but um, we were good. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, of course, I don't know how many of y'all have this pattern, but then he's upset. Oh, like, oh, I feel so bad now. Like, now you're making me like the rapist. Now, like, that's not consensual. And I'm like, uh, teachable moment, dick. Like, no, you can't put Vicks Vapor Rub on my vagina without asking. Like. And just for the record, I'm not dating 25-year-olds, okay? This man was like 37 years old. It's Virginia. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, I have better vagina stories. I have positive vagina stories. We can talk about Tell that. me that. <laughs> okay, so just really quickly, does everyone here have, like, a favorite Disney prince? No one masturbates to Disney princes here? Okay, we all have a favorite one. Clap it up if yours is King Triton. <laughs> that is exactly my point. But, I mean, so, I'm a King Triton kind of gal. And so, I, um, I was dating this guy in Chicago. And when I say I was dating this guy in Chicago, it's very loose, because men in Chicago don't really date. Um, and he was like a gray, like a salt and pepper, you know, like a silver fox. Oh yeah. Did um, he have a trident? <laughs> Did he use it on you? <laughs> so, um, yes. first of all, this person ended up being a sociopath. So like, this, I would like to let you know that feminism is complicated. Like I'm not here to be the perfect role model. <laughs> but he had an epic triton of a beard. Oh, it's the beard you want. Oh. Oh. I love the oh. beard. Okay. Since before it was cool. Herpes had a beard. Oh. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, and so this guy, um, the first time we hooked <laughs> up, 
I hope my dad is listening to this. He listens to everything. Um, the first time we hooked up was like, I was on my period, you know, and I don't care. Like normally the first time I hook up with someone, it's like, I like to pretend there's a rose garden down there, you know, before I show him the thorns. But um, <laughs> this particular time, it didn't go like that. And he's all like, I don't care, blah, blah, blah. I want to go down on you. And I was like, what? Like, you, you do? Because men are, I don't know, the guys, again, <laughs> I was in North Carolina before this. Like, lots of time in the Bible about. So this guy goes down and spends lovely, lovely amount of time under the sea, like King, King Triton would. And when he comes up, my fucking period blood, my uterus lining is like, oh, yeah. So hot. You're welcome. So hot. I never knew. I live for this now. And I'm so excited that I have a fetish. Because I didn't think I was a fetish person. Like, I'm kind of a prude. That's my fetish. Let me bleed my period all over your face. But also, or you have to be giving me an orgasm. If you I want the blood, then you have to be <laughs> Small story. Friend who's here, who I will not call out. One time, a guy went Where's down on... Where's the laughter coming from? A guy went down on her and came up with blood on his face. And, and she was like, oh no, like thinking she got her period on him and he got a bloody nose in her vagina. <laughs> oh no. That's so peculiar. Uh, it's my favorite. I have anyway. so many feelings about that. I like, is it wrong that I think that's gross? I'm like, that's gross. Cause that's like snot blood. That's so was that the first time you had period head? No, but the first time, he, the first guy had a black beard. It didn't have the same effect. He had a black beard, so it didn't have the same effect. Oh. No. So he was like blonde, and it was like shiny, and no, this guy was gray. Silver. Oh, gray. Was yeah, yeah. King Triton. Yeah. I'm Just sorry. imagine King Triton, with like aerial colored hair. Too gross. Sorry. Too. <laughs> They're animated, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's the good stuff. So he he didn't have a trident? No, he, he oh what you mean like his penis? Or like a did I he just, actually have a triton stuff? No, he was, if he physically had a prop. He had oh my god, this is so embarrassing. He gave me his card. So I met him oh my god. I met him at a four AM bar. So this is obviously we know where we're starting here. The owl in Chicago, which also smells like a pool. Which, like, because they have, like, a water fountain in it. It's weird. I did my show there for a year, and it was great. It was, like, super feminist from, like, 7 to 9. And then it was, like, yikes. <laughs> Get your vaginas out of here. Um, so he gave me his card that night at the bar. I was, like, outside with a girlfriend smoking, and, like, we had been, you know, all night. Oh, I guess I won't read on a podcast. Fuck me eyes, whatever. And so we're standing outside, and he just, like, like walk, like threw out a cigarette, walked by me, and like stuck his hand in my coat pocket, which is obviously so creepy. Except that the patriarchy and it's so sexy, and I'm like, oh God, yes, please dominate me. Um, so At then, 4 a.m., anything is sexy. I, like, and I pulled out his card, and his card, like he called himself a soothsayer. 
like from Julius Caesar, the Shakespeare? Listen, I am not that cultured. I don't know. What the fuck is a soothsayer? I, did he soothe you? I mean, I, you recall he did give me an orgasm while I was on my period, and I found that to be very soothing. I really found the blood on face to be the most soothing part. That sounds like a fucking soothsayer to me. Yeah. So what is a soothsayer? See, you don't know either. It's the character in Julius Caesar where he goes, beware the Ides of March. So. Oh, God. <laughs> so what, I he thinks too. he's like a, a mystic or like a prophet? Yeah, I think so. Well, he prophesized your orgasm, though, girl. You liked it. That doesn't take any prophesizing. Like, I can show you clear-cut directions. Anyone in this room is welcome to that information if they have, like, I don't know, 1.2 minutes to spare. <laughs> yeah, that's the good times. Tell me about your... Is that the fetish you were talking about? Yeah, I think oh, that's okay. it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other thing we talked about is puking, which is like... Puking? I don't know if we want to go there. Yeah, we got like seven more minutes. Do you guys want to talk about puking or feminism? Everyone's going to be like, puking! <laughs> feminism, puke! Um, no, I mean, whatever. Whatever you want to talk about. Do you want me to talk about my work, too? Yeah, yeah do both. Okay. So when Heather invited me to be on the show and she was like, oh, it's like dirty stuff, whatever. And I was like, I feel like I don't, like all my dirty stuff, I'm very just like, yeah, I, I get my period, you know? But I was like, I'm, I'm a puker. Like anyone else just puke? I, get, I puke when I get cramps too, but. Um, Have you ever puked giving a blowjob? I haven't, which is surprising because I have a very weak gag reflex. Like my dad, even I get it from my dad. My dad, when he's brushing his teeth, is like, eh, <laughs> so, but I haven't. No, I haven't. Have you? No, but I'm, I've gagged. Cla clap it up if you puked giving a blowjob. Okay, come to the after party. Come to the happy hour after. We want to I'm hear sorry, that story. boss lady. Did you say you puked then swallowed it back? You know what? Yeah. No, they puked on their dicks. You puke it and you swallow it back down and you keep going. <laughs> Give it up for boss lady. I say puke on their dicks. Puke on their dicks. Puke for the pussy. This was, okay, this was a first date. Maybe it was a second date of a guy that, like, we were kind of hitting it off. And I had just come from dinner with my dad. And I feel like you, this is basically Alicia and her dad podcast. Jack Swizz, you got, just imagine. Just imagine me, but 70, and I look like Robert De Niro. Um, so we were, we got super wine, white wine wasted, me and my dad, and then went to, I was working at a bar at the time, and it was like the Christmas party. So you know, it's like, come and get wasted for free at your employers. So this was in Chicago, and we were at the place right next to where I worked. And as we were getting up to leave our table, this is just tangential if you're a football fan, literally the entire like Chicago Bears defensive line was like eating at a table. And my dad's like maybe a head taller than me. We're not a big people. And so we're walking by the table and we're from Philly. My dad's a Philly fan. And uh, it was like playoff season. They like had a bye week. They're like eating some sush. And my dad's like, hey, rah, rah, like start shit talking. Like the Chicago Bears defensive line. Meanwhile, these guys are like taller than us sitting down. And I'm like, oh my God, get me out of here. Just that, just side note, like maybe don't shit talk the Chicago Bears when you're wasted. 
We go to the, like, my employee party. Like, I send my dad home in a car. Meanwhile, I'm like, two bottles of white wine and shots of Jameson? Sure, that, that feels like an excellent choice. My new boyfriend person comes to, like, meet me. I, I like, pff, was he there? Who knows? What I do remember is getting back to his apartment, being like, I have to go to the bathroom. Of course, he was one of these, like, chic, like, I'm sure these guys are in L.A. too, right? His entire bathroom's white. And I just start projectile, just vomiting. Just, I mean, I, I'm sure I was, like, trying to, like, do something about it. Just everywhere. He came in, and, like, I'm, it's still happening. Like, God bless this person. Like, undressed me, like, Chow, like showered me. I think I started trying to like clean it up and he like came in and I was like mopping up my puke with like one of his white towels. <laughs> we dated for like three months though. He paid my rent one month actually. <laughs> Listen ladies, puke on his dick, I'm telling ya. Get you where you wanna be. Sidebar. Feels like the end. <laughs> Another friend, different friend. <laughs> I was in a sorority. Um, we were at formal, and we got real drunk by like 7 p.m. And we were underage, so you weren't allowed to drink if you were like a freshman. And we go to the bathroom. She pulls her pants down, sits on the toilet, pukes, and then passes out. <laughs> and I'm in the stall with her, and I hear like the the sober police, the sorority sober right, police, right. like. Are you girls okay? And I'm like, we're fine. Uh, food poisoning. And she's literally passed out on the toilet with puke on her vagina. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm the best fucking friend. I wiped her pukey vagina for her. Don't let people tell you women don't support women. That's sisterhood. That's real sisterhood. Quality. Quality. That's some holding back some hair shit. Uh, two minutes. Tell me about... Uh, feminist Happy Hour and Slut Talk. Feminist Happy Hour is an all-women, femme-identifying stand-up showcase in Chicago, Illinois. Even if you don't live in Chicago, if you want to be on it, holler at me. It's bi-monthly at the Empty Bottle, which is a badass music venue, and they let us come in there and let women talk and be funny. Uh, it's been running for three years, which is pretty kick-ass. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitters. And then uh, Slut Talk is a project that I do to destigmatize the shame around women and sex. Just, yeah, it's just like, hi, women have sex, let's talk about it. And it's, it's again, centered in women and feminine identities. And the idea is to celebrate and amplify stories of like resilience, power, pleasure, and perseverance. Um, it's less about being survivor-centered, which can be a part of it because we just won't go into the stats around that, but we all know, right? Um, so it's about like women like having sex and talking about their fetishes or like their periods or about like I have a body and it doesn't matter what you think of it. Let me tell you about it. It's all women, true storytelling by women. By women, for women. I've never said Yay. that before, but I guess that's, that's the thing I say now. <laughs> if you're free after this, Alicia and I and... Uh, some fun dirty girl people. We're gonna go down to the Ace Hotel and grab drinks and have our own feminist happy hour. So we'll see you there at 3 p.m. if you wanna join us. Give it up for Alicia Sweet. Thank you, thanks for having me.
I'm Janish Meeting, a native writer and comedian, and I'm thrilled to announce that my podcast, Woman of Size, has found a permanent home on the Hoo-Ha-Ha Network. On Woman of Size, I talk to artists, writers, activists, and thinkers about their big-ass lives, their big-ass experiences, and their big... Asses. Woman of size is plus size. Latina. Flawed. Curvy. Curvy. Thick queen. Queer. Fat. Black. Disabled. So come take up space and subscribe to Woman of Size on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Be big, baby. <laughs> Amazing. Our next guest is another funny bitch I met on the internet. Um, you may have seen her on like MTV or Jimmy Kimmel, or maybe if you went to see Nick Lar uh, Nick Kroll at the Largo recently, she was there. Um, she's kind of a big deal. Give it up for Danielle Perez. <laughs> God, thank you for having me. Um, keep it going for this awesome show. Dirty Girl at the Rom-Com Fest. This is exciting. I like this. I recently discovered I like rom-coms. I was like, I love love. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I shouldn't have shame about that. So I'm coming. I'm Danielle and I love rom-coms. Uh, okay, when the girl said that she has thrown up on a dick and then swallowed it and kept going. I was like, yeah, that's what you do. That's, <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> that's how they don't find out. <laughs> also because like, I'm just gonna say, sometimes it's like their dick isn't even that big. It's just you've been out, you've been drinking, you've been doing too much. You don't want them to think their dick is that big. It's not. I don't want to give false praise where it's not deserved. <laughs> Woo wee. Well, I mean, I feel like the cat's out of the bag. I am a party girl. Uh, <laughs> you can tell I'm a party girl because I was asked to leave a Magic Mike live experience in Vegas <laughs> for refusing to give the strippers back their clothing. <laughs> they don't like it when you do that, but I did. <laughs> I was out recently at the club here in Hollywood, just, you know, popping bottles, popping wheelies, as you do. <laughs> the thing is, everyone was acting like it was my make-a-wish to be there. <laughs> I know, it's so rude, because it's like, if I had a wish, it would probably be to have feet. <laughs> Not dance with you. <laughs> mm. People are, they're so ridiculous, because like, I'm at the club, I'm trying to do it all. You were trying to do it at the club, right? Just trying to pop my pussy off this wheelchair, go home with a tent. People interrupt me though, they won't let me live. They say things like, you're so brave. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Not gonna use a condom later. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you not see me? So full. <laughs> oh, I party, but um, I, I've been actually partying a lot. I've been going to a lot of bachelorette parties. Um, those are really fun, because they're basically just like hostage situations but instead of an active shooter, it's just a white woman screaming tequila every five minutes. 
We've all been there, okay? We've seen some things we didn't want to see, and we're stronger for it. Look, I love to party, but when you're at the bachelorette party, it's like you regress into this teenage form of rage, right? This real primal, like, what are you gonna wear to the party? What are we gonna drink at the party? Who's gonna die at the party? <laughs> I don't want to die. I don't want any of my friends to die. I want us to live. And I just think like you're there with all of your best girls, the girls that have seen you in elementary school, through high school, through college, right? Your ride or die bitches, the, the coven, right? The ones that have seen you through it all. So why don't you do something that truly honors and respects that dope female energy? You know, that special time together. Why don't we just kill a man? <laughs> like literally any man. <laughs> Just pick one, you know? <laughs> They've all done something. <laughs> I know 25 in Alabama that can go today. <laughs> because we have everything we need, okay? We have a maid of honor. She's got a spreadsheet. She knows how much everyone knows for the Airbnb. Okay, she's Venmo requesting left and right, tactics and logistics. Or you got the hot friend. She's getting you into the IP connecting you to the cocaine, maybe speaks a foreign language, that's me. <laughs> Honey trap luring them in. And then you have those work friends, truly not sure why they are there. <laughs> but extra bodies to lift and dig. <laughs> Everyone's got a purpose, it's a team effort, it's a group effort. Look, if I'm gonna wear a bathing suit like that matches with 12 other women, we're taking one down. <laughs> A big fucking one down. Okay, fuck a bride squad, I want a hit squad. <laughs> I went to five bachelorette parties last year, okay? If, and if we were doing things my way, I would be talked about on several true crime podcasts. <laughs> and what's like funner than coming back from like Mexico and being at a wedding with a nice tan and people asking, so what'd you do? And you're like, it's a secret. <laughs> it's a sexy murder secret. <laughs> And I don't want anyone to get like the wrong idea. You know, I don't hate men. That's not my message. That's not where my heart is. You know, I love trash. <laughs> Big fan of dumpster diving, personally. <laughs> no, I was at a bachelorette party in Cancun recently, um, and after the initial days of rage, we kind of looked around outside of ourselves and like, what can we do? It's like, well, there's an ocean. Let's go on a fucking boat. And like, I have big boobs. I want to be buoyant. Let's be about this, all right? <laughs> so you head out to sea, and we get to a cove to go snorkeling, and everyone's jumping off the boat. And I'm like, I want to jump too. And I jump. And then I do not think about how I'm going to get back onto the boat. And there are only stairs. <laughs> so I really just looked at the fish around me and was like, well, I guess I'm part of your world now. <laughs> It's a good thing I have this tropical print to match <laughs> for when we all go to school tomorrow. Uh, I really thought they were just gonna cast a wide net and drag me back to shore, like a fresh catch of the day. <laughs> but what happened was so much worse. <laughs> I swam to another boat that also still had stairs, but this time, as I used all the strength and energy I do not possess to try to hoist myself up over the ledge, People I didn't know emerged from the ocean and began to lift my ass up out of it. I hit that deck like a fucking fatty tuna, ready for market, just a real expensive cut. 
None of you have had, enough, enough of you have had Fatty Toro in a show. <laughs> oh man, so that was really, I was like, wow, well, you know, how, how can we top that? <laughs> where do we go after that, after we've survived such a thing? Pharmacia, that's where we go. Pharmacia, some of you know, means legal drugs without a prescription in Mexican, and it's glorious, okay? And when I went to Pharmacia, I was like, I need them, I need them to be on my side, right? I need to start out with something really legitimate to let them know I come in peace, okay? For albuterol inhalers. Did they have it? See, they did. They did, I got my inhalers. I was like, okay, let's step it up. Xanax, they did have Xanax, they did. I got myself a little 90 pound pill bottle, two milligram pills. I was like, all right, look at us developing a relationship, you know, really building trust, <laughs> just going deeper. Um, so I got bolder, a little braver, asked for Adderall. They did not have Adderall. And that is sad, because you can't always get what you want. Um, but they did have Ritalin, and she offered it to me. <laughs> I was like, look at you trying to make this work. <laughs> We've gone too far. You know, there's no turning back now. <laughs> And then she asked me if I wanted Vicodin. I was like, ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. I felt so fucking cool. I was like, wait, you're telling me I don't have to pretend to like your band or suck your dick? <laughs> this is amazing. I left pharmacy with a real pep in my step. Uh, and I was like, what else can we do? And I was on a trip with a lot of white ladies. So I got a wide brim hat because I wanted to partake in their culture too. <laughs> I was like, let's experience all there is. <laughs> I came back to the US and I haven't been, um, you know, through customs in a while. So this was new to me. Um, they do this thing where as soon as you get off the plane, they immediately take your picture. And after I experienced that hate crime, uh, <laughs> I was forced to talk to a US customs official. <laughs> Uh, he asked you, just the nature of your trip, whatever, you know, I showed him the hat. Um, <laughs> I didn't mention the pharmacia as it did not seem pertinent to the situation. <laughs> I thought we were done, um, but apparently there's like a second US Customs official, like a final boss, if you will. <laughs> and he asks you all the same questions, just in way harsher tones. <laughs> and so again, I showed him the hat, really just perfected the motion at this point. And I think we're done. Like, I'm like, hey, freedom. I'm seeing traffic. I'm like, I'm home. <laughs> uh, and then he stands up and he looks down at me and he goes, so what happened? And then I, knowing full well I had a bag of pharmacy on me that I did not declare, lost my shit on a US Customs official. <laughs> I started using words like ableist and insensitive, just things as GED would not understand. Um, he didn't appreciate that. He said, my attitude was a red flag. And it was like, mm, I think those are your adult braces. <laughs> Again, he did not care for that. <laughs> didn't like that. I'm like, red flag, am I wearing a sarong? Like, I don't understand. He kept threatening to send me through the x-ray scanner. And it was like, dude, I've been in Mexico for five days with a rowdy group of women. You wanna dance? Let's fucking dance. I've been fucking dancing. Um, but then uh, he did send me through the scanner. And so I started thinking about, well, you know, we had a good run. <laughs> uh, freedom, you were so close, you saw it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you tasted it, just, just a moment. Um, you know, for someone with no feet, an excellent run, truly. <laughs> it's like, we're going out with a bang. Um, but there was an Asian family in front of me and they had fruit, so I was good to go. <laughs> All right, I have pharmacia now. My friends have pharmacia. If you're cool, you may get some pharmacia later. I think really the learning lesson from all of that is that at customs, when they ask if you have anything to declare, my response is always, I'm not here to make friends. <laughs> I'm Janelle Perez. Keep it going for this awesome show. Woo. Give it up for Danielle. If you want to hear more of Danielle, our part one of our interview goes up on the Dirty Girl feed this Friday. Uh, everybody who is not subscribed and download to Dirty Girl Podcast, please do so. We love that. You can also rate us five stars if you really love us and if you really, really love us. You write a nasty review that says how great we are. And I love you so good. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you again to Mariah Burke for the amazing rom-com fest. Uh, if you want to hang out with us after, we're going to the Ace Hotel. We're going to, it's called the Best Girl, Best Girl Bar. We're going to have happy hour, feminist happy hour. Uh, thank you so much again. Please give it up one more time for Boss Lady. I got one more track for you. Listen, I am sick and tired of old white men telling women what to do with their fucking uteruses and shit. So uh, my friend Drake helped me out with this track. Hit this one. I used to worry about. I used to, I used to. Yeah. I used to worry about condoms. I don't have to buy no condoms from the store. 
by me, Heather Ann Gottlieb, along with Cameron Taggy, Tristan Bankston, and Alex Salem. We are distributed by the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network. Our logo was designed by Kevin Laughlin. It's hard to work when you're working late. You gotta sacrifice your day. People work to live or to live to play. That's the way I am. Don't want to pay to play. It's hard to work. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha podcast.